Welcome to the Suicide Prevention Show. I'm Jackie Simmons, your host of the show, and I am super, super happy that you are joining us today. Why? Well, one, because we have a mission, and our mission is to make suicide, especially teen suicide, a thing of the past. And to help us do just that, someone who has a mission of her own, which is to raise the vibration of the planet, to absolutely help all of us become a mover and a shaker in a vibrational world. So I want you to raise your hands, wave your hands in the air, and put you can wave them in the chat. There's a place for that. And welcome to the stage, Debbie Anderson. Debbie, go ahead, and I know you have a camera control somewhere, or Katie will uh, control. I can hear you, but I cannot see you. I'm so, being told that you have control. I love it. So yeah, uh, no, just let me see if go. I can start the video. And there we go. I love one technology. I truly, truly do. And while I was waiting on there, listening to the upbeat music, I was shuffling my cards and I want to share. Okay, uh, you, can share, you can share a card if you do one thing first. Okay. Adjust your camera up a little bit so that we don't cut off the top of your head. Okay, can you see me now? <laughs> I can see you now. Thank you. Okay. There All we go. right. Okay, so uh, I was uh, basically because before I do anything, I like to set my intention and all of that kind of jazz. So I shuffle the cards and I got card number seven. I am sacred, creating what I need in my vibrational world. And there was one of 52 cards that we could have had out of this deck, but that was the one that came out. And I thought, how synchronistic is that based on what you're doing here in the suicide prevention uh, summit and what we need? We can create, creating what I need in my vibrational world. And that's what we're all doing. We're all creating something within us, for us. So I love that. Deep breath, creating. Okay, so creating. first we're going to yeah. talk about these cards, all right? Because these oh, are okay. not <laughs> We got to tell people who you are and oh, what you're about. Yeah, sorry. You and you know me and the rest of the world waiting to find out the answer to the question, which is, is her hair really purple and blue? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. I yes. play with unicorns. <laughs> yeah, there we go. She hangs out with unicorns. And so Debbie Anderson is an amazing person. And I don't know all of the titles that could be used, but among them is a creator of vibrational cards. These are tarot style cards that have beautiful messages and beautiful artwork. And so I'm assuming it was one of your own decks that you pulled that card from. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm, I love other people's decks, but because mine really resonate with me and my world and what's going on at the moment, I love that. And especially the affirmation card because they're a simple shuffle, get an answer, move on kind of tool, which- All right, there, there we go. My kind of tool, shuffle, yes. get an answer and move on. Move on. Now, yes. Because my ears are old, I am not hearing as fast as you were speaking. Okay, so, so slow down. So my request is that either you have to slow down or I have to be able to repeat back to you what I think you said. So um, let's, let's just take, and first let's go back to that card. Can you read that yes, card? Yes, I certainly can. A slower, thank you. Create, I am sacred, creating what I need, I need in my vibrational world. I am sacred, creating what I need in my vibrational world. Take us into this vibrational world concept, Debbie, because yeah. you got into this awareness of a vibrational world before it became something that they could read about in national news. Yeah. So take us on the way back machine and first tell everybody where you are because you're in such a lovely part of the world. Thank you. I'm in uh, Southern Ontario in Canada. And yes, that is sunshine coming through my window. And it, as the sun changes, I forgot to close the blinds. So we may get some rays of color coming in here. And it's nothing to do with that aha moment and me being spiritually attuned. It's just where my beautiful desk sits and I love the sunlight. And of course, I have sparkling uh, crystals there to play with the sun as it comes in. Why not? So if I step into what vibrational frequency is, because I think people think it's something very wooey wooey. 
and it is not. It is truly something that is so grounded that when you hear it, you go, oh, okay, I understand it. So each of us vibrates, okay? We emanate out if we're feeling really great about ourselves. Well, you know, if you go to a conference or into a room and it just, you're drawn to this person, you don't know them, you may hear them laughing or maybe not, but it's just that sort of drawing that comes, we get as we go in. Well, it's because their vibration, their energy, which is what vibration is, is emanating out and saying, come play with me. And of course, then we have the other side of everything because everything has to be in balance. There's an up, there's a down. So if we're feeling sick or if we're feeling depressed or if we're feeling, you know, go away, don't talk to me, which hey, <laughs> we've all been there. I've okay. never gone to a networking event feeling that way. <laughs> no, but sometimes people do it. Like, I have to be here. My boss has sent me. I really don't want to be here, but I've got to do this. So they, they're emanating out that vibration of, please don't talk to me. Please go away. I'm not here. Here's the business card. Okay. So now we know there's two different kinds of vibrations, like night and day. So when we are in that energy what it is as everybody's in their own you create yours i create mine and katie and everybody else in this seminar is playing on the same field but in a different frequency ah. and so if we look at it that way we're all there but i always say to people think of it like tuning into a radio station we all have the same radio in front of us and mine still has little dials on it okay <laughs> I'm old too. So when I dial into the station I want to attune to, mm -hmm. maybe it's rock, maybe it's meditation music, maybe it's some funky upbeat stuff that's going on. Okay. So there's no wrong or right radio station to tune into. Mm -hmm. You may like jazz. For me, I may like, oh, no, 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 don't give me jazz. Well, I actually do like jazz. Well, certain types of jazz. So <laughs> each of us is tuned into a different station. That's why sometimes when people are talking about something, if it's something you like, mm -hmm. jazz, you're going to talk about it with this eagerness, this energy. That's your vibration going out. That's your vibrational frequency emanating out. Whereas I might go, hmm, not my kind of topic. Thank you. I'll move on to the next station. So think of it like that, that not everybody is going to give us exactly what we want. And it's the same with vibrational frequency. There's all these different frequencies going around. And just so everybody's aware, yes, everything in nature has a frequency. And so do the, all those innate non-being objects like the desk or your, your uh, uh light okay. or something like that so everything does emit an energy but we as human beings connect with each other we connect with living energies okay so thank you because that we're going we're going to separate out this i know yeah i didn't want to lose anybody along the way <laughs> my word is let's unpack this suitcase okay so the suitcase is vibrational energy yes there's living energy which yes. that humans are more attuned to, which is why getting out in nature is such a big deal mm -hmm. other people. Or if you're truly an introvert and you recharge alone, not hanging out with other people so you have a chance to recharge. Yes. And so we've got this living energy. And then we have the energy of a desk, a piece of furniture. And you also put a lamp in there. And I'm going, you light energy light it's, energy exactly it's even a third kind so mm -hmm. we've got tangible object living object light energy what else is there well it's an infinite possibility everything that exists here uh -huh. on planet earth and i state that because <laughs> i don't know beyond that okay so everything that exists here on planet earth had at some form at some time an energy so for instance i got a wooden desk here at some point that was a tree mm. and it was out there with its branches going and it's doing its own thing now it transmutes itself or transforms itself into a desk so i can run my hands over that desk and i can feel the energy of what it was maybe maybe okay so or maybe who it belonged to <laughs> 
All right, well, there we go. So an inanimate object can pick up living energy. Yes. All right, because I was thinking, well, what about a desk that's like all metal, where it yeah. would have ever been a, quote, living, growing thing? Um, yeah. But it could certainly pick up the energy of whoever else has been around it. Yeah, and whoever else has made it, created it, transformed it. That's why um, psychometry, which is picking up the energy of an innate object. So like people do readings from a ring. They hold that ring and they're picking up the energy or the information based on the person it belonged to. And that's got a name. What was that? Psychometry. I did. I never knew it had a name. Yeah, it has a name. And yes, that's some people. So if anybody's ever been to a reader, sometimes they may say, have you got a, anything on you that belongs to you that, you know, and because, and uh, the reason I say belongs to you, I asked somebody, have you got something in your purse that I can pick up energy? And they gave me a, a sauce packet, a ketchup packet from KFC. I like, okay, I've never done this before <laughs> to do a reading for them. Now, if that packet has been in their bag for years and years and years, floating around, touched everything else, their hands going in there, it's a possibility, okay? <laughs> but mostly it's a personal item. So maybe a ring or a necklace or earrings or even a photograph. Mm -hmm. So all of those things. So this is why I'm saying we think of vibrational energy as just being living, being, dancing around, fairy-like grandiose kind of things but it's not he's everything because everything holds an energy and that's why sometimes people can go into an antique store or a junk shop and they'll pick up something and they really like it and they put it down like oh I, ugh, no i don't know it just doesn't feel right they're yeah. picking up the energy of maybe the person it belonged to or the situation that happened around that piece so of course and like everything we all have history <laughs> so oh, we've, all all those pieces. we've all got a story Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> okay, so if we've all got a story and we've all got history and everything has a vibration. Yes. And so what is a mover and a shaker in the vibrational world? Okay, so this is what I, I like to sort of share with people. For me, I'll, I'll do it as a personal experience of, of, of my life. So anytime I'm in a new learning process, which frankly is all the time, and most yeah, of us have say, that. Yeah. When are you not in a exactly? New and okay. when because we always think of learning something new is going to school or whatever. But here we have a packet that we bought from the store, and now we've got to work out how to open it. It isn't all one size fits all. So, um, if there's something I don't fully understand. I firstly look it up in the dictionary. And of course, with a mover and shaker, I thought, okay, I really need to know what happens here. So it's understanding is the, it's the possibility of opening up new paradigms. And you know what I'm saying? We determine whether we accept or reject something. So uh, sometimes we don't have enough proof on something and we need to do more research. So let's take a look at the statement, a mover and shaker is defined as a person who wields power and influence in a particular activity or field. Okay, a person who wields power, wields or, power or influence in a particular activity or field. So okay. this is where I want us to all understand. We are all movers and shakers. All right. So this is not something for us to aspire to. This nope. is something for us to recognize. Yeah, exactly. So depending upon where you are in your life, especially if I've read that statement, you are the one wielding the power. You are the one influencing it in a particular activity. Okay. Okay. It depends on what emotions are going to come out, out from that. And that's based on how we're feeling right in the moment. If you'd have asked me about half an hour ago when I was having a in-depth anguish dispute about a parcel that has been supposedly delivered to me that hasn't, my <laughs> emotions would have been somewhere off the scale. Okay, I'm human. Prick me, I bleed. So depending upon what our emotions are in any given sense or feeling of what's going on in life, mm -hmm. We can either feel infinite power within us 
or as if we're completely unable to do anything. We're caught in stasis, if you like. Mm -hmm. But when we understand that it's only in that moment, okay? Mm -hmm. Here I am talking to you. My energy is feeling super powered up there because I've let go of what happened then. Got it. Okay. So that's the difference here. And we all have that ability within us, the infinite power, if you like. And sometimes we forget to tap into that. I, I was going to say, yeah. All right. So if the reality is that we forget, we forget human it's okay okay just you know so with this infinite power when we realize that we've just got to tap back into our inner self okay our heart-centered if you like self not our head-centered self All that right. can send us on the road to nowhere like my head-centered self when yeah. i was in the dispute for the parcel was anguish anger why yeah, all of those kind of things just give me my stuff whereas went into my heart and going okay this person at the other end of the phone is about the eighth person i've spoken to and they're only trying to do their job and yes i'm frustrated because i've been passed from one to the other to the other we've all been there so now my heart's saying okay give the person a break step back Let's see. And my usual thing when people say, well, there's not much we can do. And I always say, there's always a solution to the problem. Tell me what you're going to do for me. If it's passed me on to somebody else and that's the solution for you, then pass me on to somebody else. You know, so we do have that power within us. And then we start to begin to understand when we're heart centered, maybe in that aha moment, the reminder to ourselves that we are the one that wields the power. Got it. All okay. right. So one way that moving and shaking in a vibrational world can show up is our own ability to shake ourselves out of being so much in our heads. Right. And move our attention down to our hearts. Yes. Because we can change and manipulate, mm -hmm. create it. You've only got to go to a two-year-old child. Okay, a two-year-old child standing there in front of you. All they right. want a candy, okay? They'll try everything in their infinite power. First, they'd be sweet and nice. Please, can I have it? Okay. Then they're going to go through all the different emotions <laughs> until maybe they end up in that tantrum-throwing, screaming pitch. Okay? So that's exactly what we do. Or not, maybe. Well, sometimes we maybe do that in our own way. So we can change and manipulate and create an outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's when we, when we are willing to step into the acceptance and the truth that we influence as a human being. And as a human being, we have the capacity to change. We can empower ourselves or others or disallow basically deny the ability to create to be our own change okay and that is something that we can do if we don't go hang on a minute who's this helping or hurting in the end all and right then when we step into that and not in here <laughs> as i call it this is our little database this is a you can't do it i want the answers now Okay, so the shift is to one of something more peaceful. Yes. Where we actually have a pause long enough to be able to ask a powerful question like, how does this serve everyone? Exactly. And as I was saying to the person on the phone today was, what is the solution you can offer me? Like, there's a solution to everything. And, and, yes. and that gives them, that's an acknowledgement of the fact that they have power to help. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, and saying, no, I can't help you. I can't do this. Da, 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 da. Now, at that point, you've asked the how question. Yeah. Is how can you help me? Yeah. You know? What's the answer to this problem? Mm -hmm. 
Who else can help me? You know, those are things that sometimes we forget to ask. Yeah, and actually, thank you, because it's not a how question. It's a what can you do or a who can help me. Yeah. Because... So yeah, the first one acknowledges that they have the power to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do to solve this for me? And, and then if they say that they can't do it, then you can ask the who. Who can do this? Somebody has a solution to this problem. Got and it. you know, and anybody that's ever been on waiting on a complaint line, <laughs> um, <laughs> talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Like uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens without putting a frequency. Yeah, <laughs> or we stood in line and we've gone to the store back with the problem that we have with the product we bought or whatever. The person standing there may not be the solution maker, mm-hmm. but they certainly know somebody to pass you along to. You know, like oh, yeah. I love it when I go into um, uh, like uh, what do they call them? Uh, DIY stores. And I'm looking for a particular piece or a particular item. And I really don't want to troll through the store. It's not my place to play. I just want to get in there and get it, you know, and, and there's a person, you know, I, I can remember doing this with a young, young gentleman and he was obviously there working on a Saturday and he's like, I'm here, I'm getting paid. And I asked him a particular, he said, it's over there somewhere. I'm like, no, no, no. You either tell me the aisle or you take me to it. Don't tell me somewhere because this store is infinitely large with lots of little aisles and things. And I don't want to be in here. And he looked at me and he said, it's over there somewhere. I said, so, okay, so you're telling me you don't know. And I said, it's okay to say you don't know. Truly, it's okay to say you don't know. But somebody here will know. And that's what I want you to do rather than just send me off it. So I think sometimes we get scared that we can't say, I don't have a solution to the problem, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't know. But in reality, the person that's asking you is not trying to test you. They're just trying to find the solution to the problem and may not ask it. So I always say to people, if you don't know something, be honest and say you don't know. You know, that's really interesting the equation that you just put in up and posited is that sometimes people respond to a question as if they are being tested. Yes. And if they said, I don't know, they would fail. And that's actually a product of some educational environments. Mm -hmm. And so to help them get out of that education environment mode on is, is, Wow. Boy, that's a whole training class in itself on every training manual for anybody. Absolutely. And I love it because it again empowers the person. So this young man, all of a sudden starting to feel empowered. He wasn't feeling, oh my gosh, she's going to what? Because I didn't just go off. Whereas a lot of people wouldn't have asked that. They would have gone off in that direction. (laughs) And found somebody else to ask after a half an hour. Yeah. If they have that much patience. And it was so fun because I do this a lot and my husband just sort of does his rolling the eyes. It's like, I'm sure we could find out. I'm like, no, I don't want to spend hours here. This may be your play place. It's not mine. <laughs> I want to get my stuff and get out and do the product, you know, the, the, the thing that's doing. So, and of course with our health and well being, maybe we don't ask those questions. Mm. We don't, we just assume that we're sitting in front of the therapist or the friend or whomever. Oh, there you go. That's an interesting place. And they may not have the answers, but they feel, you know, I, I, I don't go and see my GP very often, which is a good thing. I love that. But when I do, she knows from my perspective that is, I'm not here to collect pills <laughs> yeah. or potions or anything else. I'm here because maybe this is something I need to change in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if she says my cholesterol's high, does that mean I've got to change my diet? Don't give me cholesterol pills. That's the quick fix. Have I got to change my, uh, my ex- have I got to exercise? So these are the things that sometimes 
we don't get. And these are maybe where we need to be asking those questions. So um, we're going to hang on to these two questions and we're mm. going to pop them into the chat for people. Yes, First please. The question is, what solution can you offer me? And that's a very empowering question because it makes people go, oh, it, the brain is an amazing thing. Oh, yes. You tell it something and it could screen it out. You ask it something and it screens them. Yes. I mean, it, it, we are hardwired to respond to questions. And when we're asking it that way, there's no um, specific injunction that that person has to provide the answer themselves. Yeah. And it's also good to question ourselves sometimes because maybe in our, um, the situation and that moment, mm -hmm. caught up in it, that maybe we need to hear this ourselves. What is the solution to the problem? Yeah. You know, seeing it from an outside perspective rather than holding it all inside. And maybe it's things that when we're, um, we can't find the right person <clears throat> at that time to give us that, then who else can help me with this? Right. So who can solve the problem for me? Yeah. Or who, or who can you send me to next? And especially with the topic here that we're talking about, that maybe it isn't me that can help somebody with a problem or mm -hmm. you, but we can certainly assist them in maybe the next step or the next direction or the next questioning for them. Yeah. You know, that's a great, great answer. All right. So who, what solution can you offer me? Who can solve this for me? Who can you send me to next? Yeah. yeah. And asking ourselves, yes. when faced with an insurmountable problem, starting with what solution can I offer myself? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to open a part of the brain that maybe has been a little bit dusty. Oh, yes. <laughs> in a while. So simply asking the question. Now, one of the things I know from my own experience using cards is that they often will help me access parts of my filing system that are um, less active. Totally. People. Yeah. You know, I, so, I always believe from my perspective, uh, <clears throat> I sit and meditate a lot. If I can't get a solution to a problem, I'm like, okay, this is beyond me at the moment, you know, and this is why uh, an expression that is, was given many, many years ago, and I don't know so much these days, when somebody was going for a sale into a store or whatever, and the salesperson is like trying to give them all this information, it's like, can I sign you up? Can I sign you on the line? And the person the other side is saying, um, let me sleep on it. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize is that, oh, let me sleep on it. Actually, when we go to sleep, mm -hmm. what happens is everything that we've done for that day is all processed, stored, filed, and placed in our database, okay? Yeah. And then it opens up other possibilities because obviously we're thinking about, should I buy this product? Is this a good product that the salesperson's selling me? Mm -hmm. Will it sell in my store? And so there's going to be those kind of things that are going on in their mind as they fall asleep. And usually the next day they come up with new ideas or yeah, that makes sense now because if I add it to this or put it to there or no, this is not going to work. So when somebody says, let me sleep on it, Bless. don't assume it's a, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a salesperson, but then understand it from the way that person needs to process it. And, and like we all need to process it. Well, and no, we don't. And I'm going to say that. You just said we all need to do process it. And I'm like, oh. yeah, uh -uh. And, and the reason is because um, I had to come up with a way to explain this to people because my guy, Mark, and I are very, very different. And he wants time to process. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he wants time to process. He says, okay, you planted the seed. Now leave it alone. And he wants time to process. Now, under extreme stress, he goes to analysis paralysis and you know, no decision gets made. Okay. We are diametrically opposed on what I call the decision diamond spectrum. Mm. And as many spaces as he goes into, I, I need a little more time, I need a little more information, who else can I get information from, I need to sleep on it, et cetera. 
I go into, huh, a little faster, a little more intuitive. I can get, you know, Microsoft School of Business, you launch the product, let the consumer tell you what's wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> and at my extreme is ready, fire, aim. Oh, aim. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I'm one of those who does the intuitive decision. And mm. if you insist, I can go back and show you the work. Yes. I can go back and tell you the logic and the pieces. I just don't need the time. I, I, you know, and so it's a very different kind of dynamic. Yeah. When we didn't understand this about each other, we had a lot of decision discussions that got dynamic. Right. Isn't that a great way to express that? I love that. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have, argue. We just have discussions. <laughs> that dynamic. Yeah. And occasionally dramatic. So yeah. we, we, but now I can explain it and, and in a way that, that even he can understand mm. on a good day, we pull each other towards the middle. Right. You know, and that's the whole point in making sure that if you're building a team, have people with different decision dimensions. Dimension. Oh, of course. I think it was Richard Branson that said, um, to have a successful business, to have mm. an ex successful, um, uh, team you need people that are smarter than you that are seeing things from different angles mm -hmm. and i do believe that's true because if we think we know it all what's the point in having that team in the first place you know it is a dilemma for a lot of people yes it is yeah. and it can be a a, a conflict as well and mm -hmm. I, I assume he still works in the same way. I loved his uh, reading a lot of his books as he told his journey and some of the mistakes he made that he would never make again. But the one thing he learned and he, he does with his uh, employees mm -hmm. is to give them the freedom to share upwards ideas and things that can change to make it a greater company. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where... Um, in some situations, this is where companies excel and in some they don't expand. And I won't say they fail because they, they keep it in the rigidity that they feel comfortable in, mm -hmm. you know, cause so, uh, he said, somebody said to him once, what if somebody's smarter than you? He said, I darn well hope so. And that's what he wanted to bring out in people. You know, if you've got an idea that can improve something, that we give a better service on our airlines, mm -hmm. what would that be? You know, and uh, it, it's something that uh, for any, I think for companies especially, that when they move from that, we know it all, this has worked up till thus far, uh, into the let's bring in new blood here, let's swap things up a bit and see what actually comes out of it. Mm -hmm. We all get very stale. Okay, we can all get very stale with the way we do things. And then somebody throws an idea, for instance, and I'll share this because this is something for me. I created my children's deck specifically for children, eight years and upwards. That was it. That was my vision. And it was afterwards that people came to me and said, you know what? I use it for inner child work. I'm like, how do you do that? And I, I wasn't really asking them how they did it because I know how you do inner child work. It was just, how would they use my deck to do this? So for me, I learned something from it and then something else and something else and something else. And somebody uh, else has shared with me, this is what I do with children. I get them to go through all 52 cards when they come for a therapy session and I get them to choose the card. They, they, they shuffle the cards and they put them into two piles this pile is the things they don't like and this pile is the things they do like and they haven't seen the cards and then that it opens up this conversation based on okay so this is something you don't like so maybe it's chores walls or maybe it's you know having to be quiet or something like that or maybe it's playing maybe they don't want to play maybe they don't know how to play so and that gave me something else and then i built on it and i can build on and build on and build on all the time this constant I'm going to pause before you, we lose track of this thought because yes, a lot of information. What, what you're describing, I want to make sure I got clear on. 
the child is sorting into two piles without looking at the cards? Yes, because and they've been told beforehand, take the deck of cards, mm -hmm. shuffle them, and you're going to create a pile over here of things you don't like and a pile over, over here that you do like. Without looking at the cards. Without looking at them. That would open some very interesting conversations because yep. it doesn't really matter what's on the card. If it's in this pile, then the conversation is, tell me something about this you don't like. Yes. And this was a great way to open up with children. Yeah. And therapists use this because it, first of all, everything is intention. And for a child, they don't really understand that. So it's like, okay, so I've got to decide. And, uh, you know, I've heard some therapists say that, you know, some kids it's like, can't I see the cards? I'm like, no, 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 you're just going to shuffle. You're just going to make two piles sort of equal as far as you can. Things you do like and things you don't like. And it opens up a conversation, as you say. And I think that sometimes, uh, the over simplicity of it because i thought oh my gosh this is so wonderful but again i'd created the cards just for children huh? i gave them ways that they could use the cards and that certainly was not one of them so it's something and i've just heard about this recently because uh, somebody was talking to me and said you know i do love your children's deck because you know and i'm going, okay i'm a therapist i do this I do i'm like fantastic and it allows the child, you know, um, to have that conversation. And I've heard of people saying, you know, we just grab the deck and let the child go through it and pull out the cards that they like. Again, that will tell you because they're very colorful and uh, that kind and of thing. But it, That's with them looking at the card. So, yeah. okay. so this way, again, if it's especially something that they're concerned about the child um, home life or bullying or something like that you know all the cards that they like they they can put out and the cards that they don't like of could be that area of concern so the ability to use visual images to use vibrational impressions and to just use whatever tools are available exactly and so i love the fact that the, the cards are a collection of tools they are, yeah. they are ways to engage with the brain. And the vibration is the vibration of emotion. Yes. So when we're talking about being a mover and a shaker in a vibrational world, accepting that we already are that, mm -hmm. you know, now it is about what are the tools that we can use to help us be more in touch with that so that we remember. Yeah. yeah. The first thing is shifting the paradigm. Okay, so I'm going to have you tell me what in the world is paradigm, which is spelled paradigm. I know, isn't it lovely? So um, what does that mean to you? Okay, so if, if we think of um, going into our closet. Okay. Okay. It's summertime. And there in there is my summer clothes, my winter clothes, my everything kind of clothes. So now I've got to shift the way I look at this. And I'm going to put all, because it's summertime now, I'm going to put all my summer clothes to the front. Okay. And I may pack away my winter clothes or whatever it is. So that's what a paradigm shift is. It's changing the way we have things. A lot of, if you, if you go to, um, what do they call them now? The people that go in and go through your stuff and decide what you should, shouldn't keep. Organizers. Organizers. One of the things they say is, you know, oh my gosh, you got too much in your closet. So you put all your hangers one way, facing one way, and every time you use or wear that item, you turn it the other way. And then in a month's time, when I come back, anything that hasn't changed, that's what you're going to get rid of because you no longer need it. So that's what a shift in paradigm is stuff we no longer need. Oh, got it. Okay. okay? And you know, I always say that if we're in a place that we're not happy about in our emotion, and of course, this is where it's a very fluid thing here. There's not a set in stone. Yeah, our emotion definitely shift. not set in stone. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> our emotions shift and change all the time. You know, I went from, to, ah, okay, and we can do that. But if we're in all the time and we're not liking it, yeah. then we've got to go, what is creating that in my life? Is it my job? 
the people around me, whatever, whatever, whatever. The list is infinite. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always say to people when they say, you know, I am, I just don't know what to do. I say, first thing, grab a piece of paper, put a line down the middle of the paper. On one side, the things you like about your life. And on the other side, the things you don't like about your life. And don't assume you're going to do that all in 20 minutes, especially for the A-type personalities. Take your time. Go back and revisit that. Because as we move around and do different things, and today it may be raining and I'm feeling like absolute crap. This is not a good day to make a decision for me. Whereas maybe somebody else loves the rain and this is their inspiration for the day. Got it. So everybody's different. So there's no one size fits all. But I always say it's a good, um, like going through your closet (laughs) and doing that. These are the things I like about my life. And go right back. Don't just go now. Hmm. Go back. Go back to when you were a child. You know, go back to when you were a teenager and go through all those different levels. And just what I like, what I don't like. So then you have a starting point. Are the things on on the don't like side easy to change, to make different, to shift, move, dispose of or whatever? And that's when we can start working on it. So that's when we start to shift our paradigm. First of all, we know, you know, when people say, and I'm not happy here, and I, I, I ask a question like, what do you want in life? Mm-hmm. And then they don't know. And this is a good exercise for all of us. And I do it from time to time, especially when I'm going through that. Am I going in the right direction? Is this the right thing for me? All of those kind of things. I go, okay, what do I love, love about my life? What do I not like so much? And then I can, can it, if what I don't love about my life is doing housework, Mm. then have I got a possibility of having somebody to do that for me? And I'm so blessed at the moment. My husband does most of the housework, but I love cooking and he doesn't. Okay. So we've swapped those responsibilities or we've shifted to work it out. And this is again, things that we can do. And if you're on your own and you, you don't like doing housework, we have a choice. <laughs> there we go. So there. We do the hazmat kind of thing or you do it. So it's, this is where we have to really um, peel back the layers and start looking at what we want. And of you, course, sorry, that's okay. You brought up something really interesting. Um, this idea of bringing it back to those two questions, you know, what solutions can you offer me? And okay, I don't like, let's just say I don't like to do housework and I can write up a list of solutions. And, you know, if like for one of my daughters, when everything shut down, the housework was considered a non-essential person to come in and out of her home. And so, you know, then we had to come up with more solutions or she had to come up with more solutions. Thank goodness. I don't live close enough where I was the solution for that one. Um, Thankfully, you probably said, thankfully. thankfully. (laughs) Um, But the question of, you know, how else can this be done? Who else can do this? This is one place where the how question can be really powerful. I don't recommend the how question for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, But when you're doing this, you know, what I don't like in my life, what mm-hmm. solutions can I offer for this? What can I come up with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes getting, you get, if you, you know, the how question might be useful, but this is a lovely conversation and the number of places this applies. So if someone's feeling stuck in one area, energetically speaking, mm-hmm. they could go clean out a closet and mm-hmm. that would have an impact no matter where they're stuck. Exactly. Because okay. here's the thing, um, you know, I, I do this, periodically uh i've got a lot of lovely books or lovely cds and things like that and when my husband files cds away they're just there's a hole put it in it whereas for me like there's a hole in the in the in the cd stand just put it in there whereas i like to have them so i can just go and quickly find the genre that i want and of course when it came to uh, uh, a couple of months ago i was looking for all my meditation cds i'm like where are they? <laughs> so periodically I'll just, 
get everything out because then what happens is i'm starting to go i didn't know we had this particular cd i'll put that out and it can go into the uh into our music box as i call it the uh, cd player and play i don't have all the fancy alexas and things like that so i'm a bit old school so that gives me the opportunity to revisit things and of course with a lot of our cds that we've got because we've got a very eclectic collection yeah okay most and, of us have an eclectic collection of something in our life exactly and with for me is cds and of course then when i might be looking at that particular cd especially if it's a oldie i might it will recall memories Mm -hmm. memories from that time maybe at that particular cd i purchased off of somebody in on a street corner or something like that which we do a lot we may go to a park and somebody's playing and we buy their cd get them to autograph it and then go maybe one day they'll be famous but if not it still brings back that memory it and does. you know so it starts to then you start to do the creation of well, i wonder if they're online or you know are they still you know here or all of those kind of things so it helps us to do a process and of course this is then it takes us out of the oh gosh i've just got to sort out my cd collection to this is bringing up some amazing different shifts within me based on what i'm encountering you know you just touched on something that i'm going to highlight if somebody's got um, this this attitude of, oh God, I've got to go through and sort out my CDs. I will invite them into a decision-making process that mm -hmm. I came up with because I don't shop very often, but when I do, I tend to go to places that have a wide variety of things. Oh, and right. things could start to accumulate in oh, my house. Yes. So I came to a um, question when I'm out shopping. And Do I need this? <laughs> to the question about the CDs. Mm. Here we go. Am I willing to commit to dusting it? <laughs> I should do that with my husband. <laughs> if I'm not willing to dust it, I'm not the right person to own it. And so with the CD collection, I'm just going to say, hey, guys, if you're not willing to sort them, you might not be the right person to own them anymore. Mm. It could be that their energetic life with you has expired. And I think that things do have energetic lives. So Very life, much so. So they can hit their expiration date. And when we keep things beyond their energetic expiration date, it can start feeling really heavy. Very heavy, indeed. And this goes for people, too. Um, you know, uh, well, it can. <laughs> when we're in that paradigm shift yeah. of ourselves, like many, many years ago, I went on this extensive diet. And what I found was I hadn't gone from my, I'd gone from my chunky, uh, I was a lot bigger than I am now, uh, to that state where I was quite thin. And a lot of people were saying, oh my gosh, you look so this and so that and all the rest of it. But what I was finding with some of those friends that I had around me, they didn't like that I was getting all the attention now. Ah. Okay, so sometimes it can be hard to understand because I'm like, well, I've not changed, I'm the same. And so then somebody they, said they, to me, you have changed. Yeah, you can't change your weight without changing your attitude. Um, wow. We can't clean out a closet without changing our attitude. So exactly. do expect that we're gonna change one thing and not have it not the other. everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. Sorry, yeah. guys. It's all connected. Um, and so, yeah, especially so the if the date ran out on some relationships. Yeah. And sometimes it's the other way around. Somebody's gone out of my life and I'm going, what did I do wrong? How uh, many times have we visited that show? And so what did I do wrong? Was you forgot to pay attention. You didn't see the expiration date. Didn't see the expiration date. I always say people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And when we accept each of those three, then we don't fight it when they leave. And, you know, when people come to me and they say, oh, you know, I want to learn this and I want to learn that, I, you know, I always get them to make a contract, first of all. At some point, you're going to need to move on from me because mm -hmm. I would have given you all that you needed and now you'll want to go on to something else. So if you are willing to accept that one day, 
our paths will go in a different direction. I'm happy for you to come and join me. Oh, no, they never will. No, 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 no. I'm like, no, 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 you're not listening here. At some point. You know, most people use contracts to bind the client. Mm, I am bind people. <laughs> and you're using a contract to have them acknowledge up front that yeah. there's going to be an expiration date. We just don't yeah. know what it is. And to do it with love and grace. Yes. Love and grace. You know, there's going to be a point where I move on, you move on, whoever moves on. God. And, you know, I've got some great, I've got very few long-term friends. Okay. And I don't mean that with unkindness. It's just that their lives have moved and shifted in a different direction. Yeah. And now they're an acquaintance of mine, but they're not a friend. And there's a, there's a paradigm shift there with yeah. the amount of access and the resonance. And speaking of access and resonance and paradigm shifts and vibrational energies, I want to make sure that this gets put into the chat box for everyone because you've created a great gift for everyone, Deborah. I oh, really, thank you. Really, really appreciate that. This is a morning mantra, if I remember correctly. The it's a I am mantra. Yeah. So the I am within. Yes. And so that's in the chat box for everyone. And if you're listening to this or watching this on the recording, it will be in the show notes. Yeah. That, that's a very generous gift. And I it's, so an, it's a mantra. It's a meditation. And it places when we're talking about affirmations and things like this within that, when people say this over and over to themselves again, I'm hopeful it will start to resonate and become a shift or change that you need in your paradigm. So this is like setting your, your whole system up with some forewarning. Shift is coming. Oh, Inviting absolutely. The, there we go. We got a new name for your work. It's called Inviting the Shift. Shift. I love it. I'm going to make note here because... This is when we were having a conversation. Invite the shift within. I love it. See, I, I love this because it gives me, this would be another idea for a workshop and stuff like this because I already do one, which is basically looking at the I am principle mm -hmm. and all the different hats and roles we play in life. And then where do we place ourselves in that whole thing? But shifting our paradigm can happen throughout her life well i would hope so and it's supposed to yeah there we and go that's a good thing you know it's not a bad thing and uh, if when somebody's not in a place that they're enjoying embracing enjoy and bliss then look at that and go you know do i want to be imprisoned here do i want to be stuck here whatever words you like to use and then look at what is the alternative? What can I have or not? Well, there we go. Back to those first questions, which yes. is, they were, they are just great questions. Thank and you. so they, I love the fact that Katie put them in the chat. What solution can you offer me? And asking that of myself is, mm -hmm. is probably one of the most powerful things, Debbie. And I love the meditation that will help open you are that welcome vibration thank you it's been very lovely and very precious and i really appreciate your time you are very welcome and thank you i'm glad i'm blessed to have been part of this so i thank you so much and hang on we'll be back and the ride gets more interesting from here